You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Let's get into it, guys. Uh, Jalen Crawford, a Gordon Arrivals, a 250-ranked recruit, four-star cornerback, recently committed to Auburn. And this is a kid whose commitment or recruitment, I should say, picked up starting this year, obviously with a new staff. Coming into Auburn, I think he was one of the junior day kids. And from there, Auburn just began to really take off with this kid. Schools like LSU were believed to be in it heavy for him. Even Clemson was in uh, in it for him at one point. Then it came down to Auburn and Florida. He liked Florida a lot, liked LSU a lot. But it was believed that he was an Auburn lean, and he committed on yesterday. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know if you guys saw the live or saw him actually. I, I think it was yeah. it was he he pulled the he pulled the pump fake yeah, on, on the Auburn hat. I was like, oh, bro, no, you ain't doing this. Then he 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 had a he had his choice of Auburn hat. So he commits. Instant reactions. Be will your thoughts about this this pickup? Zach Etheridge. Doing what he does best, recruit. Well, that's that's disrespectful because he is also a coach. So I don't I don't know which he does better, but doing what he does very well consistently, recruit. I so where in the hell are all these guys going to get all their snaps from? I don't know, but I'd rather have the problem of having too many guys who can be legitimate starters and contributors than having not enough of them because we've had position groups where we don't have enough of them. All right, it hadn't been great. All right, offensive line the last four or five years, not great. So if we got to have a choice between a glut or a lack, I'd rather have a glut. And it seems like we are looking at a continued glut of cornerbacks and safeties coming into that room under Zach Etheridge and also Crime Dog, who is a remarkable coach and recruiter. The first thing that comes to mind is I know what type of money Florida has been throwing around down there. Because I listen to the Amen Corner podcast. And if you listen to the Amen Corner podcast, well, a, a little bit of a hiatus right now. Summertime, you know, let everything build up before we come back with some news to talk about. But Kenny B, our, our resident Florida expert, he is plugged in. He was very excited about what they were about to do after a shakeup in, uh, in the NIL structure over there. Resolved itself, and then Florida hit quite a bit of a stride. So to hear that Florida had gotten in on his recruiting, I was like, ooh, come on now. I know what Florida's been hitting at the park the last six weeks or so. I don't want no funny business. Jalen Crawford stayed true to, to the way he was leaning. To out-recruit Florida and LSU is an accomplishment. I know Florida hadn't been the powerhouse that Georgia has been or Alabama has been in recruiting or even LSU has been. Florida is very similar to Auburn in that when all the wheels are moving the correct direction, we are going to be able to hold our own. Florida, as evidenced by their recent recruiting, has some of that momentum going. 
So this is a big win. This isn't like four years ago when Mullen didn't want to recruit for real and you out-recruited them, though. This is like Florida's back on the block and they're getting who they want. Can you out-recruit them? Yes, we can, and we just did. That's a win. That's a huge win. Not only for his talent and his skill set. I think he's six feet even, 185. Um, not a tremendously tall guy, but you don't have to be a tremendously tall guy to be an outstanding cornerback. We have been putting a lot of defensive backs in the league, and they have been productive in the league. That does a lot for us. Not just, of course, Carlton Davis with the Bucks winning a championship. Jamel Dean also with the Bucks winning a championship. Getting second contracts with the Bucks after winning a championship. That, that speaks for us. That does a lot of work for us. Roger McCreary went, went top of the second round, and all reviews were stellar for his first season. When you can put guys, Daniel Thomas as well, with the Jags, contributing consistently, Sherwood with the Jets, we're putting secondary players in the league, and they are thriving when they get there. Rudy Ford got back on the, uh, the Green Bay Packers, and he was, like, bouncing around the league, and then he had, like, four interceptions over the course of a few games last year. Our cornerbacks, our defensive backs get in the league, and they do well. I think that did just as much lifting for us as the facility or anything else that spoke well for Auburn. He definitely spoke about the family atmosphere. You put it all together, though, what Zach Etheridge can do, what our guys are doing once, once they get to the league. I don't want to say this was an easy win. I was less concerned about this one than I am about a couple other ones that we have coming up with the guys who are going to visit for Big Cat, but they also have some decisions to make before their senior season gets started. I'm more concerned about some of those. We haven't done great in the trenches. All right, we got that, blocked. More on that later. More on that later. Okay, all right. We, you know what I'm saying? We, got, we need some work there, but defensive back, because of who's recruiting it and how we've done in the league with those guys, I have very little concerns and proved to be uh, accurate. Glad we got them. Let's keep going. I want more. 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 So you want more? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If I heard you correctly, more. Got it. it. Yeah. Ike, I was looking at some of the highlights of this kid, and the word that comes to mind—you—you—you say that you didn't coin this, but you—you emphasize the fact that this coaching staff, when it comes to certain positions, that they have a type. I'm starting to notice something here because this is something that really stands out with this guy. Uh, the word that comes to mind is versatile when it comes to this DB. Uh, we can see him play the boundary on the outside. He he can play the nickel. He's pretty much all over the field. He can play close to the line of scrimmage. He can blitz. He can he can play run support. He's good in coverage. Uh, he has good has a as they say he has a nose for the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he f- flies to the ball um, and it can make a lot of big plays uh, in space. What do you make about this particular kid and his skill set and what it means for the secondary? And is this potentially a sign of the, uh, or is this a direction that you think this coaching staff is going in with having guys who can kind of be all over the field doing multiple things? Yeah. I mean, uh, versatility I think is, is important for guys who play in the defensive backfield he played wide receiver um, as well. He's got good hands from the tape that I've seen. Like he, he's catching stuff outside of his frame, which you know, if you know anything about defensive backs, traditionally they don't have good hands, don't have good ball skills. Like they're if you're if you're a cover corner, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can catch. Doesn't necessarily mean you can locate the ball 
in the air and then, you know, do something to catch it when it's kind of a weird contortion of your body type of thing. He looks like a guy who could do that. Uh, physical guy as far as being able to play press and to, to the type. I think what I'm seeing from the guys that they want to get is we're, we're going to definitely be playing more DBs on an island out there. Guys out there that you are comfortable with leaving out there in space that can operate, like you said, play using the boundary as that additional uh, defender and be physical out there. I think we're, we're going to see a lot of that from from this coaching staff moving forward. Um, there's going to be zone concepts, but they're definitely going to allow guys to be out there just roving on an island and, and let them get to work. And he seems like he could, he's a guy who would welcome that type of situation. But to your point, you could slide him in to the slot as well. He played some slot uh, in high school. So uh, hopefully he... From from looking at the tape, I think he projects a little bit better at the slot than he does as the outside corner. Just, uh, but you know, uh, he's still got a whole other year of development, and and I'm sure once he gets in here, he's he's a little raw just from what I've seen technique wise. I think that's probably because he hasn't concentrated on playing defensive back or wide receiver. Like mm. uh, once he picks a lane and he decides that what he's the, the direction they're going to take him, which is likely going to be DB here, um, I think he'll start to to refine those skills a little bit. Uh, again, I'm, I was impressed with how he played in space when it comes to zone, like his ability to just read the quarterback, diagnose and just attack. Um, obviously, in high school, you could do that a little bit easier than you can in college. Right. Um, but uh, I'm impressed with how he's usually you see one guy really good and strong at one thing. And then in the other, you don't really see much of that in the highlights. So to see him be able to do both things was kind of encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious to see how much, you know, much weight he puts on when he gets on campus. If he if he bulks up any at all, that'd be it's something curious to see as well. Um, but again, a great pickup. We see some of you guys comments and we would definitely run through those. But I do want to say when I look at the commitment list, we already have four DBs committed and are looking at more. Obviously, we're going to lose some people um, after this upcoming season in the in the defensive backfield, a lot mm-hmm. of guys. So this yeah. coaching staff understands that and is addressing that by picking up some or going after a lot of kids. Yeah. Uh, but I see a linebacker, two linebackers, a D lineman, a wide receiver, tight end, QB, running back. We've yet to have someone committed from the offensive line. Now, that's mm-hmm. not because we haven't been trying. Obviously, there's some names, kids that they brought in. We had a big recruiting weekend a few weeks back where we had a lot of offensive linemen, and some of those guys have gone elsewhere or are trending uh, in the opposite direction. But who remains is uh, an unranked guy per rivals. Uh, I think other sites may have him as a three-star. Uh, offensive tackle Reese Baker, who actually camped at Auburn, during the month of June, one of their elite camps. Um, Four-star inside offensive lineman DeAndre Carter out of California, who was one of the guys who was here on a big recruiting uh, official visit weekend. It's an Auburn-USC-Texas-Michigan battle for this kid, but Auburn likes kind of where they stand with this kid. They're trying to get him back to on campus for Big Cat. And then you have three-star offensive lineman Jamison Riggs out of Georgia, who that appears to be a... Auburn Georgia Tech battle. He's a legacy Georgia Tech. His father played for Georgia Tech, so they are believed to be in the driver's seat. But these are three of the guys that Auburn is looking at in terms of offensive line recruiting who Auburn's seriously in it for. Um, 
My question, Auburn has the opportunity to flip some guys soon. Obviously, we've, we've talked ad nauseum about Perry Thompson. Mm-hmm. Other, other YouTube pages have been talking about Perry Thompson and Auburn's chances to flip him. Uh, Demarcus Riddick uh, makes a decision in, in a few weeks. Uh, he's a Georgia commit. He's expected to flip from Georgia. Not quite sure if it's to Bama or to Auburn. So Auburn has an opportunity to really make some noise in the recruiting battles with some of their rivals. But will the success of this class, just like recruiting classes of the past, come down to offensive line recruiting for this cycle? Your thoughts on this, gentlemen? Yeah, it will. Well, let's say this. We can still get a good class ranking without enough offensive linemen, but we've played that game here before. What do we need? We need offensive linemen, and we still need a couple of defensive linemen as well. We know that the offensive linemen that we got, part of stacking the room up in the offseason was a lot of transfers. Not a lot of those guys have a lot of years of eligibility. We don't have any four-year starters that came in that group, maybe two or maybe three, because I think Muskrat, he actually may have redshirted last year because he was hurt for most of the season. So Muskrat, okay, kind of, maybe he's a a long-haul recruit that we got in the transfer portal. Dylan Wade has one, maybe two years. I think it's the same for um, the the guy from Western Kentucky. Why is his name slipping my mind right now? Gunner Britton. Britton. I was going to say, okay, Britton. So we, I, we've got. I, I, I expect him to be gone next year, though, Dylan Wade. I do too. I do too. He seems to be a left tackle that has enough attention where people will just be looking for him to have a decent year against the competition he's having, and then his value is going to be high enough. If, he, if he's as good as Cole Kubelik says he is, mm-hmm. I, I don't expect him coming back. Yeah. So Avery Jones is also a guy who can go after this year. He has a decent enough year. He's gone. We did get a couple of really good recruits in this class that are freshmen, but I don't know that we have a tackle. That, that's really the issue. We've gotten some guys that project very well inside, but left tackle, it's Dylan Wade, and then it's, I don't know who else it is after that. So, we have some. We need some tackles. We need tackle depth, and we need tackle talent. Like we have a lot of tackle. We have a lot of guard talent and guard depth. We need some tackles. So we're missing that. We haven't been in it. We thought we were gonna looking pretty good for House, right? I don't know if House was gonna be a guard or a tackle though. So I don't want to say what he may or may not have been. I don't what, know. What is the plan here? Because we're very aggressive. We DBs, no problem. We can snatch outside linebackers from Georgia. We can snatch quarterbacks from Clemson, Walker White. May be able to snatch a wide receiver from Bama, which would be an astounding accomplishment. But we haven't seen him to be very competitive when it comes to the offensive linemen so far coming out of high school. I'd like to see that change. I think it's a really good sign that we can be competitive in places where we weren't before, at positions and with schools who were we were just getting beat by. But... We know what the key to this is, and we know Hugh Freeze understands that because he's made it such a priority since he got here. So what's the holdup? Is it more about do offensive line we need to see more what they're going to be walking into? With a lot of other recruits, skill position guys, they think they're the difference. I, I just go, okay, yeah, no, no problem. I'm going to come down there, and you telling me I'm going to get this many targets, I'm going to get this many catches, touchdowns. I can see it. Let's go. Offensive lineman, I think it makes more sense to see what the system is going to be. All right, so how much are you going to be throwing? 
are, are you really going to put me out there? Do, do, are your guys going to communicate well enough to not get embarrassed? Because I saw Auburn get embarrassed the offensive line before. Y'all looked bad there before. So you could tell me what you're going to do. And maybe it's easier for a wide receiver to buy. I'm the difference maker. I'm going to open up the whole offense. Because in some cases, if they're good enough, yeah, it's true. Running back, you don't really have to sell running back at, at Auburn. Y'all running backs look good, whether y'all look terrible or not. Okay, I'm on, I'm on board. Let's go. Offensive line might be a different thing. It might be a different thing, especially with how much abuse the offensive line took, <laughs> um, not just under Brian Harson last year, but the year before that as well, when Bo was playing shaky and a lot of that, that fault, that blame fell on the offensive line. So maybe I could see why they would need a little more proof, a little more, let me see what y'all are talking about. Hopefully the season can provide some of that. And we can get going for some of those offensive linemen. I don't want it to be one good year of an offensive line and then we lose half of the guys who are starting and then we're right back to, to fighting for scraps. Consistency is something that we need here in the trenches. Hopefully, Freeze has a plan to target some really talented guys along the offensive line coming out of high school because we know you can't keep plugging holes with the transfer portal over and over and over. We got to get them out of high school. It's got to be soon. I hope that they have some targets that we just haven't seen yet. I don't know, but I'm, I'm hoping it picks up soon. Ike, uh, your thoughts on it? And then again, uh, there was there's some guys, and you guys are talking about them in, in the in the con- on campus. Uh, the kid from Hawaii, that was always going to be a tough one for Auburn, and it looks like uh, Nebraska is probably going to pick him up. Uh, Casey Poe committed to Bama recently. Uh, you mentioned House, uh, Be Will. So Auburn has been in it for some of these kids and it's just, it's been tough, but we've been competitive. And I think that's been, that's been something encouraging to see, even though it's led with disappointment with them choosing somewhere else. But Ike, your, your thoughts about this class as it pertains to the transfer portal, because we also already know that this coaching staff intends to go into the portal this upcoming uh, portal cycle again and go after a lot of guys. How how important is it for this recruiting class to have some some kids out of high school from the old offensive line position? Yeah, I think that uh, they're going to try to assign at least two guys and preferably tackles in the this signing class coming up. Um, but I definitely would be happy if they did more than that. Uh, as far as the tackle position, Jaden Muskrat already mentioned somebody who can play this year or and and or next year, right? And then you've got Isaiah Miller, the JUCO transfer that is going to be out there that could play tackle as well. So we do have at least a two deep all the way around at the tackle position with Dylan Wade and uh, Gunnar Britton. So we've got four tackles on the squad right now and hopefully we'll be in a good position um, injury-wise where we won't have to worry about that sort of thing. Um. And then, of course, you're going to have the transfer portal to try to fill in the rest of those gaps. Interior offensive line, we've got those. I think we've got quite a few of those that are going to be still here in the coming years between Jeremiah Wright, uh, Tate Johnson, Connor Liu, Braden Joyner. Uh, There's more that I'm not thinking of right now. But with the interior offensive line, we've got quite a few of those guys in here. So not as worried about the offensive line. But I do think before the end of this cycle, we're going to sign a couple of those. Probably going to be three-star, right, guys? We might get one four-star, but more more than likely three-star guys. And then you're going to get JUCO slash transfer guys that will come in. So I think we'll be okay. Uh, Definitely would like to see more commitments right now. I just don't get super excited about commitments because until the paperwork's signed, Right. None sure. of these guys that sure. are even committed right now are the only person 
who in my brain right now is like, yeah, he ain't going nowhere. Is Walker White? Like he's the only guy who I'm like, he's committed, committed. And Fat Burnett of them, because he he's just as yeah. yeah I mean, he shut down. He shut down. He shut down. Mon Lane. He shut down. Yeah, Mon Lane. Could, there, there's some guys who Those said they three. shut down their commitment, but yeah. uh, like again, Walker White's the guy. I'm like, he ain't going nowhere, bro. Like, Provided that something happens to the coaching staff, yeah, they're they're right. locked in. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to signing day and then I'll start to maybe get more excited about or worried about where we are with certain people but yeah I think that this coaching staff understands where we are and they'll figure it out get it right before we get to the end of the class I'd like to see more happening right now but I'm not worried about where we are as of yet you made a great point Ike in terms of this this coaching staff is going to fill out the needs. They may not be a five-star. <laughs> they may yeah. not be a four-star. And I think when it comes to those four-star, five-star, those, those big-time offensive line recruits, it's almost like QB. You have to be kind of in on those kids for a while. And this coaching yeah. staff is playing catch-up still. Um, right. I think it's I think this is why it's been so impressive. We've been able to do what we've done with this class so far, given that we've been playing from behind for, for a lot of these kids. Uh, so I think you 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 can expect to see. I mean, you may have a surprise here or there. Uh, again, we did grab Connor Lou, but Auburn was always kind of in it for Connor Lou. This coaching right. staff just made up some ground from the previous staff yeah. uh, and their mishaps. I just think for the long game, some of these big name kids that Georgia's picking up, Bama's picking up, they've been they've been around for a minute, and so right. Auburn is just now trying to cement themselves in the conversation with some of these kids. And I think this is what we're starting to see. Also, too, I think this recruiting, this 2024 class of offensive linemen, uh, at least in this area, isn't as impressive as previous classes, which is why you've seen Auburn go as far as Hawaii, California, to try to get some kids on campus who are impressive four-star recruits. So I think this class, too, is kind of scarcity. It's a scarcity for some of your bigger names. So you may end up with some three-star offensive linemen. I don't think we don't sign linemen. I just don't yeah. think they're as sexy as your DeMarcus Riddicks or your Perry Thompson and other key positions. Right. Uh, let's let's jump to some of your comments and questions. We appreciate you guys again hanging out with us. Mac and Media, DJ Rock says, I'm a bigger Keontae Scott fan than Ike. Now, Ike, you go to the Keontae Scott fan club meetings. Do you see Mac and Media there? I don't know who this is in real life, but uh, you're wrong. <laughs> it's just not a real thing. Can't be a bigger fan of Keontae Scott tonight. I think unless you're his dad, then I, don't, I just don't. You know. Yeah, his dad don't count. His dad yeah. don't count. His, yeah. You, you got to be like directly related to, grew up with him to be a bigger Keontae Scott fan. Like if you were following him at Snow College, maybe I'll give you that. But uh, outside of that, I uh, guess you're, you're, you're just. I said he was a fan of him at, at at his previous stop. Like Ike was watching film then. Like you know, he <laughs> need to come to Auburn. Like I just, I, I can't. I don't. I, you, you're gonna have to show me something besides a <laughs> message in our uh, live chat. So love it. Daniel Moultrie says Zach and Crime Dog are quickly making Auburn DBU. Thoughts on this, guys? It's a little early to say that. I don't know about DBU, bro. Like we we've got some good defensive back pedigrees, yeah. But and, and guys that have made it in the NFL, I still think we're not. I don't even think that we're the best defensive back uh, in the uh, like pedigree in the conference. I think LSU still has claim to that. I agree. Um, Georgia's above us. Georgia's thing. had. I mean, that Georgia's been amazing the last couple of years. Um, we probably are. 
top five. Florida's had some really great defensive back classes that they've put yes. together. Um, maybe top five, but DBU means that you're the king, and I, I can't put us at king, uh, not in the, not even in our conference. But good. Juice Heiss says having Zach Etheridge is a gem for Auburn. The way he recruits, I'm nervous he will be poached in the near future. Hmm. That'll be amazing because that means if he's getting poached, that means he's getting a raise and a promotion because he's probably some type of coordinator. Some he he he's picking up more responsibility and is actually growing in his career. Um, I'd hate to see it because again. In the middle of dysfunction at Auburn, he had an opportunity to join the coaching staff at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't join. So if he does get poached, it will be bittersweet in my opinion, but I'm going to be happy for him because that means he's getting closer to his dream of, if that's his goal to become a head coach, he's getting close to that dream because he's taking a job that's giving him more responsibility and exposure. So yeah. I will be happy for him nonetheless. Guys, I don't know if you have any more thoughts on that. I, I can agree with that. I think we'd be happy for him. Number one, he stuck through some terrible years here. Yeah, he did. And, I mean, him being on the Harson staff was a benefit. We were able to, to stock up on DBs. Like, right now, we don't have to worry about defensive back in a year where otherwise you Freeze would have had to rebuild entirely because Zach Etheridge was back there holding it down. We got a Keontae Scott. We got a DJ James. We got... Still, a Donovan Kaufman, who I think is still very slept on as far as how versatile and effective he is back there. It's It's been him holding that group together, and it's why we don't have to worry much about that group right now as we look to make inroads. Eight, nine wins I think would be a fantastic season. I think it's possible because we have one group in a pass-happy league in college football in general. DBs are okay. We don't have to do as much worrying there. I think if we have one really good year, He's gone. I think people know his value now, but I think he's here because he wants to see Auburn succeed. And so one really good year, really good year. What does that mean? A double digit win season. Yeah, I think we'd probably be saying bye bye to Zach Etheridge. Crime dog being back there actually gives me a little bit of a relief because he's a really good coach and recruiter as well. Not probably not as good a recruiter as Zach Etheridge is and has been, but at least we won't have to just start over from scratch right there. But uh, I agree. I, I don't think it's going to be too much longer. All right, guys. Uh, so, Nina, appreciate the, the the super chat here. We got your question. What do you guys think about QB Austin Simmons going to Broken Ugly Ole Miss? He has the grades, the credits to skip two years of high school. Thoughts on his age? I mean, uh, he was... I, I've seen I, I've said this before on a, a different show. He's already 17. Oh, that's right. This is he, the dude that's he's yeah. grades back, but age right. he's okay, right, In right, right. Age, he's old enough to be graduating already. Mm-hmm. So this thing where he's, you know, reclassified two years early, people are skipping over that part and getting to oh man, he's he's not a baby. He's actually Behind of age, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so for him to have done all of the high school stuff necessary is great for him. I don't know how he made that up in that amount of time. That's great, but age wise, he's right where he needs to be. Him going to that school, yeah, <laughs> that part is where I question. You know, hey, are you that smart kid? Because I just don't know why you would want to go to that school. Lane Kiffin, cool, great, but who is? 
When you think Lane Kiffin coached quarterback in the NFL, what name pops to your mind? I'll wait. Mac Jones? No. No. Um, I'll see it. Sark. Um, okay. Yeah, moving on. All right. Okay. Yeah. All righty. All right. So Nita comes back and says, I want to say I love my War Report t-shirt. Thank you guys so much. I have a question. It may be a dumb question, but what do the symbols on the back of the shirt mean? LOL, yes, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't show the symbols anymore uh, as much because we don't we don't focus on the no su- sunshine pump portion, but that's what it means, no sunshine pumping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have pumped plenty of sunshine since then, which is yeah. why we've, we've taken the, the, the notion of taking that <laughs> off the shirt. Uh, we, we still keep it realistic, though. Yeah, we ab- we absolutely do pump sunshine when we feel like it. Ben Blumworth says, "Feels like of Bama, UGA, Clemson. Clemson is clearly trending downward. Only difference is they have an easier path to the playoffs. They've always have had an easier path to the playoffs mm-hmm. coming from their conference. I think this season is going to be pretty telling of where Clemson is is their trajectory. Uh, they've they've been a QB away from always being in the conversation, and I think with their recent struggles at quarterback." Uh, it seems as though they haven't been as dominant as they have in years past when they've had a dominant QB. Mm-hmm. Um, this Klubnik kid yeah. has shown promise. Um, so it's, I'm curious to see with new offensive coordinator that they pulled uh, from TCU what they are doing on offense and how they look. Right. Could mean they back on they back on top. Who knows? They they back where they want to be. We, we, it remains to be seen. But I think what's been happening with Clemson has been their QB play has been synonymous with their tailing off as of late. But that may have been addressed and fixed. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? Also, <laughs> Cedric's Cedric's. Cedric Fuller, sorry for butchering up your name. We will lose both starting corners and safeties after this year and probably K. Scott at nickel. So we need all the DBs we can get. I agree. Yes, but if Pritchett is a starting corner, if you believe what's been said about how these guys look, then K. and Lee is the better corner ahead of Pritchett. Um, He's not as experienced, but we will lose a starter, but we may be better at one position or Lee may be starting by the end of the season. JD, JD Rim. Don't, don't leave. Don't forget about old JD Rim. So I think we're going to be down one super impactful corner. I think Pritchett experience wise. Yes, that's a loss, but it's not as much of a loss as, as it would be if we didn't have Kay and Lee already in pocket again, Rim and a couple of the other guys we've already got coming in. So Kaufman, Scott and uh, DJ James worry. Scott would hurt. That's yeah. going that would hurt. Yeah. And I understand if he would go too because you need nickels just like you need bounce starting boundary corners in the NFL right now. People throw it too much. So, yeah, he's they're all going to be in a really good position to leave at the end of the season. Chris S says being up there with LSU and Florida means something. If there's a case for DBU, those two schools are top 5 for sure, kind of but pretty much what you have argued Ike there. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Rudd asks is betting with B will going down this season? Yes, it is we did it written on the website last year, and I think that worked out really well. It was easy to keep track of what we had said the week before. Um, follow up, share that link on, on Saturday mornings. We may, well, we are. Um, from the Uptempo podcast, Blake, he's going to be doing some betting content with me. We're going to put it on pod. It's going to be pod only. 
But I don't know if y'all know, we retweeted from the War Report uh, Twitter account. He just had a baby. Um, so congrats to him and, and his wife. They, I'm not sure if that's their first or not. I don't think it's their first. It's I think he already had Joe. Okay, so. so I think it's we, his third, actually. Also, he's, he's no rookie to this. Oh, so yeah. um, that may put a little dent in the recording as we get geared up for the season. But before the season starts, at the very least, by week one, we will have a here's week one, here's our picks, let's go in pod only. And I'm still going to do that content on the website, print it up so you guys can open it up on Saturday morning, read it, see what you like about it, add your own input and make those bets as well. So yes, it will still be going down.